Thanks for tuning in to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast, where we talk about your body, how it moves, and empowering you with the knowledge to manage and treat your pain or discomfort. You will also get an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at a successful private practice. You have the questions, and we have the answers. Now let's get moving. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast. I'm your co-host, Allie, and our host, Matt, will be joining us by phone again. Hey, Matt. Hey, Allie. How's it going today? Good. I'm super excited because we have another patient testimonial today. And if anybody's listening, we had previously spoke to Rocky Croy about our industrial rehab programs with things like work hardening, FCEs, and work conditioning. And today we have with our patient testimonial a guest here to talk about his experience in that area. His name is Ethan. Ethan, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, guys. My name is Ethan Klusman, and uh, former patient and current administrator with uh, Liberty Township Fire Department. A firefighter, guys. <laughs> That's awesome. Welcome. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, Ethan, thanks Thanks for everything you do. I mean, gosh, uh, I have a tremendous amount of respect for all of our first responders, policemen, firefighters included. Just uh, can't imagine, you know, the um, guts that it takes to, to do your guys' job every day. So, from all of us at Oxford and all of our listeners, a big, huge thank you for what you guys do. Right. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you, guys. We appreciate <laughs> it. We love what we do, and that's why we're here. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, take us back a little bit and uh, tell us how you got to meet that CD character, Rocky. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, that, that first meeting was uh, kind of terrifying, actually. But, uh, you know, so about six years ago, uh, I was working at the firehouse and I uh, injured my shoulder. It was kind of a silly injury. I uh, lifted a box up onto a shelf, felt a pop in my shoulder and uh, didn't think much about it for the next you know few hours. And it just kept getting worse. Went to an orthopedic doctor. He said, hey. Uh, bad news. I think you tore your rotator cuff. So, yeah, that uh, had to be tough. Yeah. Put me out of commission again for us, you know, we want to be at work. So it's like, it, it's bad news and it's devastating. So knowing that it was going to be a long road to recovery, did the surgery right away. Uh, it was actually a workers comp case. Right. Um, yeah. so that, that helped kind of speed things along once everything got approved. Uh, and part of my story is I actually didn't start with Oxford physical therapy from the doctor's office, but through workers comp and, pushing from our HR director, you know, the work conditioning program came up. And because of the work that we do, uh, recovering from that rotator cuff surgery was important that I get back to not just where I was, but I wanted to be better than where I was. Right. Sure. So, so workers comp really pushed for that work conditioning program. And uh, you guys were, were top on the list. And that's awesome. how I got introduced to Oxford and, and ultimately Rock, Rocky. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, tell me a little bit. So, man, there was a, a lot that you shared with us, with us there, and really appreciate that. Um, you know, take me back to that initial day. I mean, because a, a lot of folks get hurt and get injured, but now when you have an injury at work, there's so much amplification of that injury because, you know, I'm sure there's I'm sure there was fear and anxiety about, gosh, you know, am I going to get back to work and will I be able to do this career and this job that I have this passion for? So can you give us a little bit more insight into, you know, how you were feeling that when the orthopedic surgeon first told you, Hey, you got to have surgery. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, that was the biggest fear right off the bat was, you know, 
people come out of these rotator cuff surgeries, even just routine surgeries, and you're like, can I do the job? And how do I get back to being where I was? Because you hear people having stiff joints and not being as mobile. And so we got through the surgery. And then that first day walking into Oxford, one is this kind of daunting because the facility there, it's such a large facility. And then you go to the back and that's where the rehab center is. And, and Rocky's not a small guy, but he's, he's got this presence about him. Oh. So, uh, so he says, hey, here's, he, let me, he did the evaluation first to kind of see where I was. And he really laid out a plan and was very confident that with the work that we were going to do there, that not only was I going to get back to where I was, but I was going to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, and his personality, I mean, everybody heard it last time on the podcast, but his personality is that upbeat, that positive. And, and he's a go-getter. He, he, yes. he will push you. So I was, I was kind of nervous because I didn't know what to expect. You say work conditioning and work hardening. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, am I ready for this? I've been off work for, you know, three months now because of the recovery. He's going to kill me. He's going to put you yeah. to the test there. <laughs> so, and it, it, it's not an easy process, but I, I tell you what, it was one of the best things that I've done to recover from any injury that that I've had. And again, that's why as an administrator, I push our program to come to you guys. Well, we sure appreciate that. And, um, you know, I'm sure that when you injured yourself, you thought, I definitely have a long road ahead of me to get my shoulder to recover. Um, Like you said, not only back to the level, but, but even better than that. But did you fully appreciate the other deconditioning that happened just from your shoulder being injured and you being out of work with other parts of your body and other systems. Could you really anticipate that happening? No, actually, that took me by surprise. So with the work conditioning program, it didn't just focus on my shoulder. It mm-hmm. focused on my whole body mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, being sedentary is you have to recover from the shoulder surgery. You know, you have to sit around and just wait for that to heal and be able to do the, the small physical therapy and stretches as you begin. And, and the rest of my body really suffered from, you know, that, that lack of movement and working out. So I love that about the conditioning program that it wasn't just, hey, let's do shoulder stretches. Let's get your shoulders stronger. It was how do we make your whole body better? Better. Get and, you and ready pushing. back. Oh yeah, to go back to your daily, you know, tasks at your job, which is not small. Right, and for <laughs> and for Rocky, I think working with me as a fireman, and he'd done it before. He said, "All right, you're going to start bringing your fire gear in because just getting me ready wasn't about being stronger. It's about making sure that he understood and I understood the fire gear, the weight of the air packs that we wear, our helmets, yeah, that we could function uh, as a firefighter again and not just in pieces. Right, you have to learn to just walk again in all that gear, huh? Yes. Yes. So, you know, give our listeners, I mean, we've all seen it on the the movies and the shows and whatnot, but but give our listeners just a little window into a day in the life of a firefighter. And what are the (laughs) physical demands that that you guys are doing, which we know are just tremendously, you know, intense on your body, but take us through that. Right. So I I won't talk about all the cooking we do and sometimes (laughs) the Xbox that we get to play in our downtime. I heard that's a big part of it, though. Uh, Cooking is, I mean, it's amazing. You You have to be pretty good. You do. And and I got to be a good cook when I became a captain. They quit letting me cook. But but yeah, so food is really a big part of our day. But uh, we start our day talking about food because we want to plan our lunches and dinners. But (laughs) as far as our day goes, you know, we start at um, 7 o'clock in the morning and, and we get our gear out. And our gear weighs... Uh, anywhere from 60 to 80 pounds. Oh, you know, wow. So the, the bigger you are, and I'm six foot two, uh, the more material there's, the more it weighs. So my gear probably weighs about 80 pounds when I put it all on. So oh. it's not a light task. No. Uh, so we, we get there, we check our equipment, uh, we make sure that everything's in order, our gear's ready to go, and we sit down and debrief. And then by 8, 30, 9 o'clock, we have a training, and that could be anywhere from, you know, putting ladders up against the building to carrying dummies to, you know, 
patient care skills. Uh, so really it's, I mean, the, no, no two days are the same. Then we get through training, we do lunch, we check hydrants. So we're out turning hydrants and turning them on and making sure they flow and drain. Uh, we'll inspect buildings. Uh, and that's all in the same course of we get calls. So we mm-hmm. have to still go out and serve the public and make sure that that's what we're there for. That's our priority. And then sometimes we'll do a secondary training later in that day. Uh, then finally dinner comes and then the downtime in the evening. And that's typically when we work out is after dinner because it's our slower time. So we all typically try to work out together. And that really brings that camaraderie around for yeah. us in that family atmosphere. So when is Taco Tuesday next? I'm hoping. Taco Tuesday. You're <laughs> happens invited. every Tuesday. <laughs> Absolutely. That's awesome. So, um, you know, how did you feel? You mentioned that first day you went in and, uh, you know, a little intimidated, a little anxious and, you know, about the process and the program. Uh, I'm sure there was soreness. I'm sure it was like, oh, my gosh, what have I done to myself that first couple of days? But can you take us back to how that first, you know, couple of days, first week felt for you physically, if you remember? Uh, Physically, I was exhausted after each session. So typically, they were around four hours. And uh, we did that Monday through Friday. And so the first few days, it got better as the weeks went on, because I think it was an eight-week program for me. Mm -hmm. But uh, the first few days, I was exhausted. I was sore, but not to the point where it hurt. But uh, sure. it felt really good because the way they did that introduction and he did that uh, assessment, he, he got to know my boundaries on, on what my you know degree of stretch is and, and how not to push that so hard as to hurt me, but to know how to push me farther each time to make sure I, that I was pushing myself. And that was really the key was, you know, I, I was scared to push myself because of the pain and that I was going to hurt it again because I didn't want right. to be off longer. Yeah. But between him and the other therapist, they made sure that one is I wasn't going to hurt myself, but to make sure that I was pushing myself to get better right? Yeah. and stronger. Get that progression. I think that's a really important point that you make is, um, you know, that aspect of fear and confidence, um, you know, in your physical abilities. So, um, you know, talk about what that means to you as a firefighter by the end of that eight week program to now have confidence that, you know, your body can do what you think it can do versus maybe being an unknown if you hadn't done the work conditioning program. Yeah, I, I would say because I've had other employees that did not do the work conditioning and they did just the regular therapy that they came back and, and they were very timid when they came back. And, and I'll use a ladder, for example. Some of our ladders, we call it the tip weight when we're lifting up, is about 110 pounds just oh to gosh. lift it from your shoulder above your head. And, and that's a lot of just upper body strength and shoulder. And for me, when I came back, I had no reservations that I could do it because part of the program uh, that he had set up for me was to make sure that I took weights in and I was lifting not just from the ground to the waist, but up to from the waist to shoulder, shoulder above the head. Right. And so I knew going back to work that I was not going to have any problems. I wasn't going to re-injure it. There was no fear that when I graduated from that program that I wasn't 110%. I was probably in better shape when I left that program than prior to my injury. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And yeah. you had mentioned um, how you got some of your team, some of the guys there at the station, onto the same program. What was? How did you do that? How did you convince so you set it up? I, I left Kettering where I had my injury and took the fire chief's job in Liberty Township. And so part of that was when, when somebody got hurt uh, here, they would say, hey, where, do you, where, where did you go for physical therapy? And we can kind of guide that and say, you know, it's your choice. But obviously my experience with Oxford and you guys are right next door in Westchester for yep. that. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I directed them there. And then that built into that relationship for you talked about FCEs, which we call functional capacity exams. Right. So and, and so not only do we send them for the therapy for some of the smaller injuries, but we also utilize you guys for making sure that our folks can, are physically capable of doing our jobs. And, and that's a great partnership to have. 
have. Yeah, that is awesome. And I feel like we need to get this guy on the payroll too, Matt. <laughs> I know, no kidding. But Ethan, I mean, when you think about your job and you think about the team and you, you mentioned that camaraderie, I mean, if one team member is out and we're going to be in a life and death situation and I'm going to need to know that physically, you know, you're at your best, I mean, gosh, I, what does that mean to a group or to another team member to know that someone has been tested and is fully capable of doing the job? Uh, what kind of confidence or peace of mind does that bring to the other team members versus, well, I think that guy's okay. You know, does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. So we always say, and you hear this phrase all the time, you're only as strong as your weakest link. Yeah. And and, uh, and when we're hanging out with each other or working together for 24 hours, you know who that weak link is and you know what their capabilities are. So knowing that somebody goes through that functional capacity exam, uh, the FCE, and knowing they pass and they're capable of doing it gives you that confidence that if I go down or if, if we have a resident that goes down, that they're not there just to save me and they're capable of saving the resident. It gives you the ability to maybe go in farther, which not over our heads, but far enough that I know that they're going to take care of me and I'm going to go home safe to my family. So it gives you that and your family that confidence to know I'm coming home. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. That's fantastic. So, uh, was there any things that you learned in the, uh, eight week routine that you now torture your comrades and team members with when you guys <laughs> do your after dinner workouts? You know what I learned was I, I thought band workouts were for sissies, honestly. Oh. Um, really, I, I thought there's there's not much benefit that can come right. from that. It's just for the looks, huh? Yeah. So we use bands all the time. Yeah. And so when I was using the bands there, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is not going to do anything for me. But holy cow, did it really push me. So we do weights, but we do a lot of bands yeah. for that resistance. Yeah. And so we, we still do that today. And, and the, when we first introduced it, they were like, you, you want to do what? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, But the band workout was probably the big takeaway and, and working on mobility because, you know, I got so stiff from just sitting around. I was not flexible. Right. Uh, so we actually have a yoga instructor that comes in once a week Look or well, three times a week. And we use a yoga instructor to come in and work on that flexibility too. That's, That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, gosh, it, just, it sounds like, um, you know, I, I never want to say uh, injury is a good thing, but in your particular role as now in an administrative position with now your personal history, I have to imagine that just gives you so much empathy uh, if there is someone who's injured. And also it sounds like uh, you guys are just doing a fantastic job on the preventative side and on the proactive side. Um, and it seems like you have a lot to do with that. I agree. I think the injury really gave me a new light, kind of a new lens to look through and say, you know, hey, one is I can be empathetic to somebody who gets it because if you've never been there and had right. to do the therapy, you don't understand how grueling it mm -hmm. is. And the second part is it gave me a, a good idea of what prevention we need to do and how do we keep our folks healthy and safe. Yeah. And I think you, you hit on, um, you know, personally, uh, a lot of the things that we uh, as therapists and at Oxford specifically do a lot of training about, and it's about helping people understand the mental side of injury and the mental side of recovery. And, um, you know, we typically approach injury as either a pain avoider or a pain confronter. And we try to really help our patients confront that pain, confront that fear and anxiety, work to limits, learn limits, learn to work through and past limits. And, and that just has a tremendous uh, amount of impact on recovery. And I think if we negate or forget that mental side and we just, you know, say, oh, that's no big deal, you know, it doesn't yield that same kind of uh, full recovery like you've experienced. 
right? And it, it was a hurdle. The mental part was a big hurdle for me. And, and Rocky and Barbie, who works there too, uh, were huge in helping me get over that hurdle. Shout out to Rocky and Barbie. <laughs> yeah, awesome members of our team. So I got to ask, Ethan, we were talking earlier today. Do, do you guys still get cats out of trees? Is that still a thing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're asked that all the time. And, and, and the short answer is no, because if, when you put food or water down, they will come down. It might take them a little bit. Uh, but the danger to our folks uh, going up in the tree or using even a bucket to get up there, uh, they can get injured easier. But the cat will come down, we promise. <laughs> you just have to instruct them <laughs> yes. over the phone. Just leave out a little That's food. Our, there's our direct access to Oxford Physical Therapy tip of the week. Of the if day. your cat's stuck in the tree, Food and water at the base. That's so simple. There you go. That's right. <laughs> so what would you tell somebody who maybe be pointed in the direction of trying out an FCE or work conditioning with Oxford who is a little bit wary or is unsure that they want to start it? What would you tell them? I would say don't hesitate and or call me. Uh, you know, by all means, I'm accessible anytime they can get my information from you guys. But uh, we've had nothing but great results with you guys. Uh, the partnership has been amazing and the flexibility with Rocky and scheduling, um, top notch. Uh, I can't say enough about you guys and the relationship we have. Awesome. Well, it's uh, it's fantastic, man. As I said when we started the podcast, you know, we're huge fans of first responders and you know, police and fire, and we. Um, you know, just appreciate the ability to participate in a small role in, in helping you guys and, and keeping you help, you know, safe and on the job and back to work when you need our services. So thank you so much for the opportunity to partner together. And thanks so much for the candor today on the podcast and being our guest. It's fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, being able to help you guys is only helping better the community as well. So we are so happy to be just a small part of that, like Matt said. So we really appreciate everything that you said. And thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks again, Ethan. Really appreciate it, man. Thanks, Matt. We'll talk next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at OxfordPhysicalTherapy.com. And you can also find us on our social media pages like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Remember, you do not need a doctor's referral to receive physical therapy in the state of Ohio and Kentucky, where we offer double the care for less than half the cost. You can schedule appointments online or stop into any center for a free screen, what we like to call a bee visit. Please write a review, send us a comment or message on our social media platforms, and until next time, keep it moving!